Welcome to another episode of the 99 Seconds Career Podcast. My name is Jürgen Schmid. I am career mentor and coach, consultant, teacher and speaker. Here we will bring up all kinds of career aspects in a way you have maybe never heard before. I like you to have an awesome career. Therefore, I give you something money cannot buy, sharing experience and insight. All this every other week in 99 seconds. Most people who have a job also have somebody they need to report to and sets objectives. It's their manager, supervisor or boss. In a previous episode, we talked about why you might not like your boss, but instead of looking at bosses and the many things they might do to make their people leaving them and resign, I want us to have a look at what good bosses are made out of. Let's get into the 99 seconds and see how you could answer the question with yes, do I have a good boss? Gallup has found that one of the most important decisions companies make is simply whom they name manager. Yet their analytics suggest organizations usually get it wrong. In fact, Gallup finds that organizations fail to choose the candidate with the right talent for the job 82% of the time. Which on the other side means only 18% of managers are considered to be good. A Harvard Business Review survey reveals 58% of people say they trust strangers more than their own boss. This is truly shocking. I want you to meet Rick, a fictional manager, the head of the IT project management team. Please note that Rick could easily be Rose. Rick's workday dawned with the first rays of sunlight casting a warm glow through his office window. He leaned back in his chair, taking a deep breath as he stared at his computer screen. His fingers danced across the keyboard, drafting an email that would set the tone for the day. The email that Rick sent to his team was intentionally concise, keeping the message short and to the point. However, despite its brevity, it carried a significant message. It wasn't merely a list of tasks or set of instructions. Within the short email, there was a clear sense of direction and purpose. It outlined not just what needed to be done, but also why it needed to be done and how it fit into the larger objectives of the team and the organization. Around mid-morning, Sarah stuffled into Rick's office, her eyes heavy with worry. She hesitated before uttering a word, but Rick's gaze was soft and inviting. He leaned forward, his brow furrowing in empathy as he listened to her concerns. He didn't interrupt or offer immediate solutions. Instead, he nodded, his eyes reflecting genuine understanding. As she finished, he spoke with a reassuring tone, assuring her that her well-being mattered as much as her work. He handed her a list of resources, suggesting that they might provide the support she needs. These resources included contact information for the company's employee assistance program, details about counseling services available to employees, and information about support groups or mentors within the organization. 
At lunchtime, Rick strolled into the cafeteria, joining his team as they chatted and laughed. He didn't sit on the sidelines, but actively engaged with each team member. He was aware that support wasn't just about words, but about genuine connection. He knew their names, their hobbies, and their aspirations, making everyone feel valued. During the monthly team meeting in the afternoon, Rick didn't simply stand at the front and dictate. He encouraged open dialogue and welcomed feedback. He created an atmosphere where team members felt comfortable sharing their thoughts and concerns. He did this by actively listening to their input without judgment or criticism. Moreover, he empowered his team members to contribute to the team's improvement without fear of blame or individual scrutiny. Rick emphasized that their collective success depended on everyone's ideas and efforts. He encouraged open communication, making it clear that he valued their input and that any feedback, even if critical, was essential for the team's growth. When Rick addressed areas that needed improvement during the team meeting, he made it a point not to single out individuals for their shortcomings. Instead, he emphasized that the responsibility for the team's success rested on the collective efforts of all team members. He underscored that each person played a vital role in overcoming challenges and achieving the team's goals. As the day wore on, a clash unfolded between Mike and Emily. Their voices grew heated and frustration hung in the air. When Rick stepped in to mediate the conversation between Mike and Emily, he played a crucial role in resolving their dispute. He didn't take sides or show favorism to either party. Instead, he acted as a neutral and objective facilitator. Rick guided the conversation by asking clarifying questions and encouraging both Mike and Emily to express their perspectives fully. He made sure both parties had the opportunity to be heard and understood. As the discussion progressed, Rick helped them identify common ground and potential solutions. He encouraged compromise and collaboration, aiming to find a resolution that would leave both Mike and Emily satisfied. Later on, in a one-on-one -on -one meeting with John, Rick didn't just offer generic praise. He dug deeper, genuinely respecting John's contribution. He acknowledged John's ideas and suggestions, even when they challenged his own thinking. Rick nodded attentively as John spoke. He didn't interrupt or dismiss any of John's ideas. Instead, he listened with genuine interest, making it clear that John's input was not only valued, but vital to the team's success. Rick encouraged John to elaborate on his thoughts, asking open-ended questions to delve deeper into his perspective. This approach allowed John to express his ideas freely, knowing that his manager truly respected his contributions. Towards evening, a crucial decision loomed. Rick didn't waver in uncertainty, but gathered the needed people swiftly. He presented the facts and outlined the options. His words were confident and his behavior reflected unwavering resolve. He made the decision not as an autocrat, but as a leader who knew that sometimes timely choices were the key to success.
Before leaving for the day, Rick gathered his teams once more as planned days before. His motivational words didn't come in form of empty platitudes. When Rick spoke, his words weren't cliches. Instead, he spoke sincerely, highlighting their achievements. He mentioned their dedication and hard work, grounding his words in concrete examples. His passion was evident in his tone and gestures, and it resonated with each team member. As the meeting concluded, Rick's enthusiasm lingered in the room. As he headed home, his phone buzzed with an urgent call about a project glitch. Rick's response to the issue was calm and composed. Rather than panicking, he immediately engaged his problem-solving skills. He swiftly gathered the needed people, not assuming the role of a commander, but that of a collaborator. Together, they collectively sought solutions, pooling their expertise and ideas, and finally fixed it. As he finally returned home, Rick couldn't help but ponder his day. He doesn't easily consider himself a good manager. Instead, he had moments of self-doubt. He wondered if his actions had truly embodied every characteristic of a great manager. Rick knew that leadership wasn't about declarations, it was about demonstrating those qualities consistently. His thoughts were filled with questions about whether he could have done better, whether he had truly connected with his team and whether his decisions were the right ones. This reflection left him with a sense of humility, reminding him of the ongoing journey to become a more effective leader for his team. This was, in a bit more than 99 seconds, the story about Rick or Rose, which could help answer the question, do I have a good boss? Hope you enjoyed listening and you will tune in for our next episode in two weeks. We will then look into something we hear a lot of organizations saying, we are a family. In the meantime, should you have any remarks, please let me know and maybe leave me a comment. I have recently published my first book, Ask How Today's Job Seekers Boost Success by Asking New Interview Questions on Amazon as paperback and ebook, which was inspired by a previous episode of the 99 Seconds Career Podcast. If you like my approach towards career and professional development and want to get some more personalized guidance, please reach out. I am career coach and mentor and would love to hear from you, whether you live round the corner or on the other side of the world. Simply go to www.99scp.com, SCP Like Seconds Career Podcast. Also, please do not forget to press follow. And if you see a bell or heart icon to be notified when new episodes are coming out, please press that too, so you will never miss a new one. This was another episode of the 99 Seconds Career Podcast. Thank you for listening and thinking along. I wish you success for the path you are following or creating. My name is Jürgen Schmid, and until next time, be the difference, remain curious and shine.